Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Loyalty House International, Peter Maritzburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Either the two are not ready to obey the word of God, or one person is obeying the word of God and the other is not. Hallelujah. Even in the church, sometimes you find marriages where one person is living by the word of God and the other isn't. So you see the marriage struggles. But I pray that both of you will obey God's word. You will not say, now that I'm Mrs. Mandela, you know, God's word is outmoded. I'm going to do things by myself. If the Bible says, wives, Ephesians 5.22, submit yourself to your own husband. Submit yourself. It wasn't a typographical error in the Bible. The Bible was not written in the night. It was written in broad daylight. And God is certain. Psalm 119, the Bible says, forever thy word is certain. Oh Lord. So God was certain about what he was saying that wives submit yourself to your own husband. Any wife that doesn't submit him, herself to her husband finds out the difficult way that it doesn't work. And you know me, because of my temperament, I'm a very, very strong person. Then be a man. But if you're a woman, submit yourself. Use the strength. Listen, listen up. This is just by way of advice. Use the strength of your temperament. To obey God's word. Hallelujah. Bible says husband love your wife. Ephesians 5.25. Love your wife as Christ loved the church. So even wife says submit unto your husband as unto the Lord. So Jesus is our perfect example. So as a husband love your wife like Christ loved the church. Now as a husband you can say you know I've married you. I've put a ring on you. It's enough. That's my love. You have to continue loving every day when things are well, when things are not well, when she's done her hair, when she has not done her hair, when she has bathed, when she has not bathed, you have to keep loving. Hallelujah. Don't say that, you know, Jesus, he didn't marry, so he doesn't really know what I am into. If he was married, a wife once said that, Pastor, if you have not seen the devil before, come and see my husband. So... If, if Jesus had seen my wife, he wouldn't say such a thing for us to do. Love your wife. There are husbands who are, see that scripture says husbands, love your wife. So there are some husbands who have taken me to World Cup and are loving wives. Wives. But love this your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself. If you will love her, every day win her love fresh. Open the car door for her. When the door is working, when the door is not working, still open it for her. Buy her roses. Buy her flowers. Buy her chocolate. Anything she calls love, do it for her. You will be fine. Hallelujah. Don't say, you know, we've been married for 10 years. It's okay. This thing of winning your heart every day. It's, I'm tired. I have 10 years experience. It's okay. No. Do it every day. And you will be fine. Hallelujah. And not only in this area. Obey God's word in every area. Be a Christian. 
Marriage is for Christians. So be a Christian. If you are a Christian, you will be fine. Hallelujah. Amen. Matthew 22 is a piece of scripture we want to read today for our short discussion. Matthew 22, I'm reading from verse 34. The Bible says that, And when the Pharisees had seen that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. And one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him. He said, Master, which is the one and great commandment? And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is as unto the first, that you will love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus explained, on these two commandments, or on these two do all the commandments and the prophets. Hank. Hallelujah. So Jesus said to this guy, you know, the, the Pharisees, there were two main sets back in that day, Pharisees and Sadducees. The Sadducees were too sad to see Jesus, and the Pharisees were too far to see Jesus. And they were all always in competition, one with each other. So this, this, these Sadducees, they had, had asked Jesus a question. Sadducees don't believe in life after death or resurrection. So they had asked Jesus a question about resurrection. And sometimes when, when we ask questions, we ask questions to display our intelligence. But sometimes in our highest level of intelligence, God makes nonsense of us and expresses our foolishness. So when they ask Jesus about resurrection, as to when we die and we rise, so if, if Terence and Prudence, they die and we resurrect, maybe ter- in those days when you marry and you die, your brother takes over your wife. Do you see? And then we pass it on. It's part of the inheritance. Do you get it? So when you write your will, I will this my nice wife to that my stubborn brother who never passes exams. They put it to. So they ask, so when we get to heaven, having the girl having been married to maybe seven different brothers, whose wife will she be in heaven? In a way of trying, you know, people try to ask, you know, um, oh, you are not the one I was talking about. Okay, forgive me. People try to ask questions like, if, if Adam and Eve had just Cain and Abel, how did they have other children? This type of, and who's the mother of God? And all these type of seemingly clever, clever, it's good to see you, seemingly clever names and questions. Do you get it? To, to express intelligence, but actually it's a revelation of foolishness. So Jesus told them, listen, you have, even you are already wrong because in heaven, there's no marriage. So it will not be whose wife is this. You, are, you don't even know about heaven. First, before we answer your question, go and study about heaven. When we are on the same level, then you can bring your question again. If you have lived as long as God has lived, then you can now ask, who is God's mother? Hallelujah. So when he said it to the Sadducees, they were really put to shame. So, the Pharisees saw that, ah, this is our chance to shine. You know, usually when your enemy falls down, you feel good. So, they also came on the scene. And when they came on the scene, instead of just being there and doing nothing, because if they were standing at the same level now, the Sadducees had gone down, just by being where they are, they would have been great. But they, they, they decided to push the envelope. 
So one of them who was a lawyer asked a question. He asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus told him, the greatest commandment is you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. Then Jesus even explained, it's not the greatest commandment. It's the first and great it's not even, look, well, you, are, you are even wrong. If it's an exam, you will fail. It's not even the greatest commandment. It's the first and great commandment. Look, the most important command for us to obey is to love God. It's to love God. We are celebrating love. So let's talk about some love. It's to love God. And many people in the church would say they love God. If I'm to go from person to person now and ask, Everybody will say, yes, I love God. Meanwhile, some of the people who say they love God don't love God at all. Why? Because love is a language. I've been married for some time. And I even think that what I call love may not even be what my wife calls love. You have to find out what the person is like. Um, Mrs. Ma- uh, what's your name again? Mrs. Chimoka. You must find out what your husband like. Look, there are some wives... Your husband's best food, you never cook it. And you call yourself a wife. And you are happy doing your hair. Moving around town. Meanwhile, his best food, what the food he likes the most, you make it once every six months. And you are clapping for yourself. I mean, think about it. Every day he should eat pap. Meanwhile, he... He doesn't like pap. He just eats it to be full. It's not every day you eat what you like. But you even bother to find out. Some husbands won't even bother to find out what their wives like. You think that taking her to go and watch Black Panther is a sign of love. Meanwhile, all she wants is that when you are at, the, at home, you put your phone down and you just concentrate. Even if it's for seven minutes... Only seven minutes. You just concentrate on her without replying a WhatsApp, without texting, without checking your Facebook, without doing anything. Maybe that's all she wants. Ladies, you must give me an offering after church. Maybe that's all she wants, Mr. Spa. Just that, that maybe sometimes you just carry the baby and rock the baby a little. Although the baby doesn't like you. You still rock the baby. That's all she wants. So, Terrence, find out what Prudence wants. You may think you know her. Look, recently my children and I, we made a discovery about my wife. Recently, after 15 years of marriage. And I've known my wife since she was 16 years old. So I've known her for 24 years. Look, there's a food in Ghana called fufu. Me too. It's my favorite food. My wife traveled to a country where it is, the motherland. 45 opportunities to eat fufu. She never ate fufu once. I told my children, your mother hates fufu. My son asked, called her, I said, why? So all along, we have been deceived that she likes it. But we found out 
She doesn't. Because if you have 45 opportunities and you don't eat it even once. So we found out the hard way. So we've been trying to get her to eat the wrong thing. Yeah, so you would think you know your husband until something happens. You see that. No, 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 no. He, he, you, you know, this is your pap you have been making. He, just so that he doesn't look like a rude husband. That's why he never says anything. Hey, Pastor, but he has been eating it for 17 years. Yes, he has been polite to you for 17 years. Yeah. So find out what the person wants. Now, when it comes to God, God also has his language. So in 2 Corinthians 8 verse 8, Paul says that I say this, I do not say this thing as a commandment, but as an occasion of the forwardness of others and to prove the sincerity of your love. He says, that's the reason why I'm saying this thing, so that you can prove that your love is sincere. There are many lovers moving around, their love is not sincere. A pastor, you know, when he said he loved me, the way his heart was beaten, his heart started to beat. Listen, his heart has always been beating. If it stopped, he would be dead. You can't use his heart beat to say, because his heart was beating, so he loved me. His heart has always been beating. So has yours. Yes. Yeah, oh, pastor, he even took my arm, my arm and he put the knife here. Pokum, pokum, pokum. Then I could feel the laugh. Listen, even when you were not there, his heart was beating. Pugum, pugum, pugum. So Paul said, prove. Look, Mrs. Bridegroom, you must prove your love. Mr. Groom, you must prove your love. So three ways quickly, I just mentioned it to you. My time is up. Three ways and I'm done. Number one, when it comes to God. The first way you prove to God that you love him is by giving. It's by giving. There is no love without giving. It's by what? Giving. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3.16 for God demonstrated his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God was showing us how to love. And by showing us, he gave his son to come and die for us. You can't say you love somebody and you don't give. No, you don't give. You can't give to the person. You don't love the person. It's time to let your love show. Feel it on my fingers. I like the way you're holding your fingers. I feel it in my toes. And if you say you love me, come on and let it show. You have to let it show. We have to. I love you in my heart. You know, look, pastor, don't, don't argue with me. I know what is in my heart. I love you very much in my It's not enough. You have to let it show. You have to let it show. You have to let it show. He gave his son. There's no love without giving. Now, when you talk about giving in the church, church members begin to have a low battery. Because even your smile has gone down. It's now 20%. Yeah. Look, you think about money too much. And for some of you, you think money is the greatest thing. But money is not the greatest thing. 
It's not the greatest thing you can give to God. No. Money is the lowest thing you can give to God. So if you struggle with even giving money to God, then you are very far. You are so far, it's not funny. Because you struggle with the lowest. Then when we start going up, what will you do? In 2 Corinthians 8, the scripture I read to you, Paul is talking about the giving of the Macedonian church. And he's talking about, he was saying that those people were very poor, yet they were very generous. And he said in verse 5 that, look, these guys, they were even forcing us to receive a gift from them. They were forcing us to receive a gift from them. Then he explains, he says, but they are giving, it wasn't as how we thought. But they first gave themselves to God and to us according to the will of God. The first thing you give to God is yourself. That's the first thing. Yourself. You give yourself. That's why in the house we say, and I will love you and I will give myself to We didn't talk about money. I will give myself to you. Did, did you not say it, uh, Mr. Lawyer? Did, I put it to you. Did you not say it? I said, he said, did you not say it? I said, yeah. He said, I will give myself. The first thing to give to God is yourself. It's yourself. It's not even money. When you have given yourself, giving your money will become easy for you. Many of us have not given ourselves to God. That's why giving our money is a problem for us. Yeah, we have not given ourselves to God. We come to church all right. And for many people, look, yesterday I met somebody who said, I can't wait to come to church on Sundays so that I can wear my suit. And come. For many people, it's a chance to look nice. Yeah, because hardly are you invited anywhere that you get the opportunity to look nice. So if I, I can come to church and wear my Christmas dress, it's an opportunity. So somebody is coming to church just to, to show off their niceness. Yeah, and we enjoy looking nice. I mean, it's not like there's a problem with it. Somebody is also coming to church just in case. Maybe you never know. There will be a brother who will notice me. Yeah. Maybe somebody will see me. Usually at weddings you have a lot. Do you know, do you know why when you go to weddings you see a lot of people wearing dresses. Especially ladies, forgive me. Okay, Next Sunday I will be somewhere else. Don't worry. You see they wear dresses. Their breasts are showing. They show part of their breasts. Part of this. Part of their thighs. Sometimes you are checking where your breast is. You have to check it. That's how it is. You have to check it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they have a slit. The slit, the slit is from the middle. up to this part. Yes. You think it's a fighting suit. Do you know why? Because at weddings, there are usually people who are shopping. Yeah, potentials are around. So sometimes people come to church just hoping that you never know when I just throw my head this way. Maybe a brother will notice me and then I'll get a chance. So don't judge people's love for God by their coming to church. It's judge by how much of themselves they can give to God. How much of yourself will you give to God? He says, they first gave themselves. And they did this to prove the sincerity of their love. Church is very quiet. Revelations 8.1, there was silence in heaven for a period of half an hour. You are allowed to be quiet for half an hour. If you have it, they allow it. Then also giving off your substance. It's also giving. It's a sign to show your love. So you're in the church, you can't even pay your tithe. You can't pay your tithe. Yet you claim that you love God. 
it's so amazing. Simple tithe. You know, God doesn't ask us for what we don't have. He asks us for what we have. Bible says he gives bread to the eater and seed to the sower. So when God says we should sow, he has given us seed. 10% of your income to give to God as your time. Come and see Christians struggling. Listen, if you are broke with your full salary, you, if you are broke with your salary, with 90%, you will still be broke with 100%. How many of you have not thought, oh, if my boss could give me a raise of a thousand rands, my life will be totally different. Everything will start to work out. Then your boss gives you a raise of even two thousand. Then three months later, you are wishing for another raise. It doesn't change much. It's the blessing of God that makes rich and adds no sorrow. May God's blessing find you. Give. Give give yourself, give your substance, give your time. It's a sign that you love God. Number two, I told you three. By 12 o'clock, we are done. Number two, help to feed God's sheep. Feeding God's sheep is also a sign of our love. In the last chapter of the gospel, according to John, John 21, Jesus is speaking and he says to Peter, I think in verse 14, he says to Peter, says, and after they had dined, he said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And he said, Lord, thou knowest that thou knowest all things, or thou knowest that I love you. And he said to him again, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, thou knowest, Lord, that I love you. Yea, thou knowest that I love you. And he said unto him at that time, Simon, son of Jonas, Lovest thou me? I've intentionally omitted the instruction he gave, okay? Lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved that he had asked him a third time. And lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Master, thou knowest all things, and thou knowest that I love thee. And he said unto him, Feed my sheep. Each time Peter answered yes to this question, he gave him one instruction. Feed my lamb, feed my sheep, feed my... He said, how you will prove that really... It's not your words. It's not that I do. Do you take those words? I certainly not do. I do all things. It's not enough. I said, look, even... Look, we were here on Friday. All these I do's we are saying, we said it on Friday. We can even, after church, I can meet them in the office. We'll say it again. It's not by by the I do's. I've been doing, I'm still doing, I will do. No. You have to prove it. And he said, the way you prove it, Peter, is to feed my sheep. Some of us are not concerned about the people in the church at all. Now, let me put a disclaimer quickly. Sometimes when I, ask, when I say something like this, then you take it also on agenda. The church members should feed you. That's not what I'm talking about. Please, go to work and feed yourself. Bible says, he that doesn't work with his own hands, the same is an infidel. You don't want to understand what the word infidel means. So get up from your lazy bed and work. Now wake your neighbor who is sleeping. Tell the neighbor, the pastor is too anointed for you to sleep. No, 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 it's too much. 
Hey, wake your neighbor. Tell your pastor is too anointed. You can't sleep at this time. Feed my sheep. Be concerned about the people in the house of the Lord. Feed them. Feed them. And we are talking about helping people to know God, not giving them money. Yeah. No, so don't come and ask me for money after church. All my money, I'm giving it as an offering to the people. Number three, I told you I'm closing. John 14, 15, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Very simple. If you love me, keep my commandments. Gladys, if you love me, keep my commandments. Anybody you love, you do what they say you should do. And so some of you little girls who are falling in love at the wrong time, that's why you are doing the wrong things. That's why you can't even control. No matter when you come to church, you hear the word of God. You feel like, look, let's change. Let, let me stop this thing I'm doing. But Unfortunately, you are falling in love at the wrong time. So you are under a power. Yeah. Under a power. Look, don't fall in love at the wrong time. Don't fall in love with a person you can't, you, you can't love, you can't have. And don't have a person you can't love. I say it again. Don't fall, don't, don't fall in love with a person you can't have. You, you, your life will be miserable till you die. Because you can't have the person. You are sitting here, you are falling in love with Barack Obama. Look, give up on it. <laughs> ah, Pastor, when I see him on TV, then I begin to hush. Look, you will die in misery. Better give up on the love. And also, don't have somebody you can't love. So, as you are saying, I do. You have had the, you can't love the person, but maybe. Baby daddy or baby mama or something or some situation has happened so, so that uh, there's not any problem. Let's marry because of the children. Let's marry. Look, look. For the rest of your life, you are going to be miserable. But that aside, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandment. The way I will know that you love me is when you read the Bible and you see something and you do it. Keep my commandment. Keep my commandment. Three ways. Number one is what? Give yourself, give your money, give your everything. Give to God. Number two is what? Feed the sheep. Number three is what? Keep God's commandment. Too many people in the church don't obey the Bible. My grandmother said to me that, uh, look, look. (laughs) The Bible was there before your grandmother. Your grandmother came to me the Bible and she died and went away. And you have also and the Bible is still there. You don't you don't run your life by what your grandmother said. You don't run your life by what your uncle said. You see, my uncle in Germany, he said to me that you see, as a young man, you have to get rich or die trying. So you are building your life on that one. Your uncle is 50 cents. <laughs> Listen. When the Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. You are building your life on what your uncle said. And look, when I was young, a man told me, don't marry from this tribe. 
Yeah, you don't marry from this tribe. <laughs> so I asked why. He said they like to do muti. <laughs> don't marry from there. Look, that man is not in the Bible. That man married five times when he was dying. There was not, not even one of the wives by him. So how can I build my life from that man's wisdom when the Bible is there? Keep God's commandments. Sometimes God's commandments don't look easy, but keep them. It is better for you to keep them. Solomon, his father told him, he said to his son, my son, pay attention to my words. Incline your ears to my saying, for they are life. I said they are life to those who find them. And health to all their some of our sicknesses is because we have decided not to obey God's word. Pastor, I have this thing man. like every day one is called during the winter season, between before the winter and to, to the winter to the end of the winter. It's very, very painful. It's called amatambo, arthritis. That's what it is called. Stop saying this thing. Say arthritis. Sometimes it's because of our disobedience to God's word. But Solomon said, if you obey the word, you will find life and you'll find health. 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 It's time for us to obey God's word as a way of showing our love. You are busy showing your love to a boy. Show your love to God. Yeah. And you know, when we went to church yesterday, you said that pastor was saying that if you love me, you have to prove it. And I said, the way you prove it is to give yourself to me. So, today, Give yourself to me wholly. <laughs> Look, pretty girl, give yourself to me because it's the way. How do I know that you love me? Now that you say I should pay Lobola, how do I know that you love me? Give yourself to me, then I will know. Listen, if you also, you too, Mr. Man, who you want self to be giving to you, you to prove your love. By bringing me to the altar. Show me respect. Respect my parents. Respect my family. Respect my friends. After you have done that, then I give myself to you. Hey, Pastor, if I don't give myself to him, he will leave me. He will leave you anyway. Somebody who's leaving you is leaving you anyway. Whether you give yourself, you can give yourself everywhere. You can give yourself in every way. You can give yourself anyhow. He will still leave you. Actually, it's even easier to leave you when you have given yourself. It's so easy. Men are hunters. They want to conquer. They want to conquer. If you are a girl, you should just hear boys talking. If you were to hear boys talking... As a girl, you will never give yourself to any boy. Never. No, you should hear us talking. I'm telling you, when, when they are alone and they are talking, oh, I hear I'm breaking the guy code, so I shouldn't say it. The things they say, the things they say, oh, oh, you don't know this girl. Oh, you know, what happened? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, 
Look. <laughs> Even. Look at a point. She was screaming so much. She forgot her name. She couldn't even remember that she was called, uh, what was her, what's her name again? Lucy. She couldn't remember her name. Oh, oh, she smells. She's smelly. Meanwhile, when he sees you in the day, he's smiling. Hello, pretty. How are you, baby? Oh, sweetheart. Oh, coconut, everything. Hey. So, and, and sometimes they even, when they say, oh, I'm done, you can have it. Yeah, that, that's even the worst part. Where's Madeline? Okay. I'm done. You can have it. Yeah, back pass. Like, uh, so they start a quarrel here so that there's a massive major breakup. Then you are the comfort. Like, oh, this, you know, Johnny is a wicked guy. Don't worry, okay? Don't mind. I will comfort you. I will do you well. I will do you good. By the time you hear you are next, he's also passing you to the next person. Yeah. You see that all the guys are not smiling. Yeah, that's how it is. That's how it is. Yeah. Did you hear that one? Genesis fifteen ninety nine. They said a shoulder to cry on becomes a shoulder to lie on. Yeah. And you didn't know that the boys have a book. They have a book. They read from the book. Look, from today, rather let's prove our love to God. To God. Let's show God that we love him. And we show him by, by giving ourselves. Giving to him. And then helping to feed and establish people in the church. And then keeping God's command. I pray for all of us that we will keep God's commandment. We will give our hearts to him. We will feed the sheep. We will help to grow the church. Also I pray for our, our couple here that God indeed will bless them. And this day that they are being joined together. That truly... Truly, truly, heaven will join them together in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer as we close. Lift your hands. Let us pray. Father, thank you for everybody here, everybody under the sound of my voice. Indeed, help us to prove the sincerity of our love to you as we walk with you. Lord, I pray everyone who's struggling to give themselves to you, give them the grace help them. Everyone struggling to keep your commandment, help them. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. You are here this morning, you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I know that when I die, I will not go to heaven, but I want to go to heaven. Even maybe you are here, you are not even sure whether you go to heaven when you die. I want to make sure that you know you are going to heaven. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, you want to say, Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. Please lift up your right hand wherever you are. Every eye closed, please. Every eye closed, lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Pastor, on this wedding day, I want to make sure that I'll go to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. If your hand is up, please come to me in the front. I'll pray with you. My brothers who are there, you lifted up your hand. Come to me, my sister. Come to me. Don't be shy. It's the most important decision of your life. Come to me. You lifted up your hand. Come to me. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Let me pray with you. Pray this prayer. You are shy. 
have made the best decision of your life. Yeah. Let's pray. Pray this prayer. And we say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today just as I am. Please forgive me of all my sins. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Lord Jesus, from today, I am born again. I will love you. I will serve you for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Wonderful. You see those, those pretty ladies over there waving left and right? Yeah. They just have something they want to give to you quickly and you will come back to your seat. Okay. So if you don't mind, please go with them. Wonderful. I appreciate that. Hallelujah. Wow. You may be seated in the presence of God. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.